This episode of Wakefield Sessions as part of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast is brought to you by Nicosi Bistro Pub, French cuisine infused with indigenous ingredients. The newest addition to the Wakefield culinary scene, located at 721 Riverside Drive in the heart of the village. Go to NicosiBistroPub.com for more. And this episode is also brought to you by Danny Sivier, chartered real estate broker with Remax. Located downtown Wakefield with over 30 years of experience, Danny Sivier, a realtor you can trust. Go to udawayhomes.com for more information. And lastly, Wakefield Sessions this week is also brought to you by Cafe 1870, located at 715 Riverside Drive. Your home away from home in the Gatineau Hills, and also home of the legendary open stage music nights every Wednesday from 9 p.m. And now, on to the show. The Julian Dion Comedy Hour Podcast coming at you from uh, Lemon Press Studios in the Gatineau Hills. Hi, hi, hi. Frama. I sounded like a valley girl. Frama like the like Gatineau like hills? Oh, the hills. Like uh, that show, The Hills, about valley girls. Huh. Maybe I'll adopt that accent now and tell people I'm from the hills. The hizzy, hizzies. What? I'd be like, oh my god, hey, I like, what are you doing? Text me, snap me. And then when people ask, where are you from? I'll be like, the house. I'm from the house. Oh, you're from, from SoCal? No, I'm from the Gatineau house. I live there now. Confuse everybody. Anyway. Enough of that. Wapakuni Riel La Chapelle or Wapakuni Riel La Chapel. If you want to anglo- anglo-size it. Anglis? Anglo. <laughs> Owner, founder, operator of Nikosi's Bistro Pub here in Wakefield. Love. Love me some Nikosi's. You got you got to go. These, this is a game changer, this place. It's kind of, it adds a whole new element to the village. And uh, I've been there a bunch of times. And when I started Wakefield Sessions, which by the way, yes, this is Wakefield Sessions. Wakefield Sessions week five. Bonus. We're in overtime now. We're supposed to do four weeks initially. But the success of, of the thing, you guys made it. 
So there's five, and then there'll be another week six next week. What? So thanks for the workload. Kidding. That's what we say in the hills. In the valley. I, I'm from the valley. Oh, you're from from uh, South California. No, I'm from Valdemar, the valley. All right. Anyway, and and going to Nicosi's a few times, I thought I gotta I gotta find out who who runs it. What is this place? Who's behind this? I want to talk to them. And easily found out it's Wapokuni, and we go deep. We have a great chat. We talk about her path, path, her journey, journey. And uh, it's really good. She brings a wealth of experience and knowledge from traveling the world and being in the hospitality industry for a, a while, many years. So it's really interesting and she's got an awesome background and she brings a unique perspective. She's from here. She's born and raised and then went on to explore the world. And I think that's what makes Wakefield great is you have all these cool people that are from the area. They go and they have these careers all over the world and they come back here and open these awesome little places like Nikosi. It's just this cool kind of... Anyway, you'll see. We'll get into it. What, what is this? A, a full... Anyway, Wapakuni Ria La Chapelle is my guest. We had a great chat and uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. Why Why am I doing that voice? It's an, so annoying, but it's addictive. Try it. Oh, because I said Framma earlier. Framma? Anyway, moving on. I haven't done this part in a while, in uh, many months, actually. And just in case she's learned, figured how to find this podcast, let me, let, let me just quickly do this. This is a message to my mom. Message to my mom. Message to my mom. All right, mom, if you are listening to this, if you stumbled across this podcast, I mean, you're on Facebook now, so it could very well happen. And listen, I love you very much. You're the best mom ever, all right? In the mom arena, you, you are in the lead. But let me just ask you, Please, if you love me, turn it off, okay? This is just, it, this is my safe space to create without having to think that you're listening to uh, my every word. And uh, I just don't want to, you know, I, again, I love you so much, but you might hear some things that you don't like. I interview, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, comedians, actors, artists, people, and this uncensored, so we might just go off on a tangent and say something and uh, y y this is for you i'm protecting you mom so i love you from the bottom of my heart please turn off the podcast message to my mom i want to do a segment let's go into this i tried to do this last week and um, because i didn't have the technology and it didn't quite pan out it's uh, you know you watch Certain TV shows, uh, you know, radio shows or whatever, they do guy or girl in the street where they throw to somebody live on the street and they talk to pedestrian and get what's what's happening in the downtown or wherever they are and, and then uh, hopefully makes it funny and uh, whatnot. So let's go live now. Uh, we'll try this again. We did this, like I said, last week, but uh, hopefully we'll have a little more success uh, with it. So time now for... Girl on the street. She's the girl on 
Okay, let me dial here. Hello? Okay, we go to Jen Grant now. Jen, uh, tell us a little bit what's uh, happening around you. Do you have somebody there uh, uh, with you that we can talk to? Uh, I'm in the bath. In the So that was girl on the street. I guess we should we should communicate a little better and uh, plan out these segments. All right, let's just get into it. Like I said, this was a lot of fun. So enjoy now my chat with the one, the only Wapakuni Riel La Chapelle. You and me below, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People I need to lose Sing a little song Then take a shower Julian Dion Comedy And yes, like I mentioned off the top of this episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast, Wakefield Sessions is brought to you by Wakefield's own Nicosi Bistro Pub, the newest addition to the Wakefield culinary scene. Oh man, this place, they hit it all. They hit atmosphere, they hit the service, they hit the food right out of the park. Creative drinks, authentic food, and an authentic experience. Whether you're sitting on one of their covered bridge benches, I'm telling you, these people are Wakefield through and through. Enjoying some pulled duck sliders and their woodsy atmosphere, this place is very much a part of Wakefield. The food is both comforting and creative at the same time. Their Nicosi poutine, arguably one of the best in the area with hand-cut fries, duck confit, cheese curds, and green peppercorn gravy. I'm hungry just thinking about it, just talking about it right now. Nicosi is a restaurant that really tries to make everyone feel comfortable and welcome. Bring your kids, bring everybody. Come on down to Nicosi 721 Riverside Drive in Wakefield. And right now they're making big preparations for Thanksgiving weekend just around the corner. So call today, make some reservations, whether it's for Thanksgiving or your holiday parties. That's right, it's that time of year. You got to start thinking of Christmas and New Year's and all that good stuff. Call 819-459-3773 for reservations. Or go check out their menus at NicosiBistroPub.com. And yes, Wakefield Sessions continues today with my guest, and I'm super, super excited to interview her. Wakefield Sessions, once again, is uh, this thing. We're now in week uh, five. It was supposed to be four weeks. It's now five weeks, and we've added a sixth week. So six weeks, coming at you Monday to Friday with Wakefield Sessions, which, if you're a first-time listener, this is the premise. I basically... um, it's my way, you know, Wakefield, they talk about my life on the podcast a lot. Obviously, Wakefield has come up more than once. And uh, so this is my way to introduce Wakefield and the people that make it up and uh, the cool, funky artists, entrepreneurs, and uh, whoever that, that uh, you know, the movers and shakers, if I may. And uh, for locals, it'll be a really good way for you to get to know my interviewees. And so you might know this person already, but now after this, you'll go, oh my God, I really know her. <laughs> Wapokuni Riel La Chapelle is my guest. Hi. Hey, Julian. Allô, excuse-moi. Bonjour. Bonjour. C'est la première fois que je parle français sur le podcast, fait que... J'adore ton accent. Ah, merci. Oui. C'est un accent acadien, fait que souvent... 
Lorsque je parle à quelqu'un du Québec en français, il pense que c'est un accent anglo parce qu'on roule nos airs au, au bout de la langue. Ouais. Lieu... Fait que 99% du temps, ils répondent en anglais. <rire> oui. Ils pensent qu'ils me font une faveur. C'est comme, euh, je suis comme, uh, hey. Uh, they feel sorry for you. They're they like, feel um, sorry. It's okay, I speak yeah. English. <laughs> And the um is actually what gives it away a lot of time because, you know, I grew up with a lot of English culture. And the difference between Quebec and Acadian is Acadian were were raised on like American pop culture, mm -hmm. like Seinfeld and Simpsons and whatever, like Sesame Street. And whereas Quebec, they have their own kind of culture and it's, It's awesome. Their their own. Support. But wait, were you watching like The Simpsons, the Quebec version? No, like uh. all English. So, <laughs> you know, when you're looking for a word, you go um, and in French, Quebec, or otherwise, you go uh, like that. Even Audible, what throws like people go? Oh, he's English, and so they think they're doing me a favor, and they reply in English. Puis moi, je continue en français. Mais c'est comme un patois du Québec, ben du Canada. Oui, oui, oui. Québec, mais du Canada. What? Acadian, everybody, get it right. <laughs> Don't ever forget it for crying out loud. Uh, Wapakuni, thank mm. you so much for doing the podcast. For locals, you may know her. She is the founder, owner, operator of Nikosi's Bistro Pub, one of the newest or the newest addition to the village, I'd say, right? I, I think Restaurant so. Restaurant-wise? I, uh, I think so. It's, uh, by the way, Nikosi's, if you haven't been there, oh my God, Go. First of all, and then we'll chat. It's uh, you guys just seem to do everything right, and your background in the service industry and everything—it shows that you really, you really do know what you're doing, and you're bringing a completely different element to Wakefield, the whole new kind of quote-unquote scene, if you will. It's you know you go there on a Saturday, in a good in a good way. I mean, like you go there oh, on a Saturday, and you. it's just completely different people that you don't normally see around, and it's like this whole different vibe, and it's. You know the food is great and the atmosphere is awesome and you're really hitting everything right on uh, right on the money. So uh, good job. Well, thank you. I think going into this project, that's kind of like you kind of went over every aspect that I did want to have um, at Nikusi. Um, you know, we've we opened January 19th, um, so we're going to be going on to our first year soon enough. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, through it through it all, we. <coughs> We uh, definitely opened in a kind of a normally debtor season in January. For sure, And yeah. the community's been nothing but amazing. And um, I just really think that it's important, it's really important to kind of just um, have everyone that crosses, you know, through the doors have, like, the best experience that they can possibly have. Like, whether you are, you know, retired or whether you are, like, a single mom of two or whether what, whatever your situation that you just come in and we all kind of experience the same thing. And that being said, I think that there's a lot of different factors that um, make a place fun and amazing. And, yeah, you just kind of not only listen to the feedback, whether it's from locals, but other, like, you know, we have a lot of tourists or even just I wouldn't even say tourists, but a lot of people from, um, you know, around like Ottawa, whether, mm -hmm. or even, you know, we have people from Montreal, we have people from Toronto and, and it's just, um, you know, you can come in, have a good time, uh, watch the game if you want to watch it. You know, it's not going to be blaring, but it's just, um, yeah, you have you the nice one, nice TV behind the bar. It's not like, yeah, or, and it's not like in your face yeah. and you know, at their odd times, like we'll play like. They, you know, a boxing match the or Super whatever, Bowl the or Super whatever. Bowl. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really like fun and important. And it's also, you know, you don't have to, a lot of people, 
especially living around here, have to commute a lot for work. You know, a lot of people work for the government and, you know, being Ottawa and whatnot. And so they, you know, spend a lot of time going back and forth in traffic. And so it's nice for them to be able to just take their family out. And it isn't, it's not like a three hour outing and like you have to think about whether the kids are going to be tired. And it's like, yeah. you can actually sit down and enjoy it. And, and we also really truly believe that, you know, like the kids are just as important as the adults. And like, I want them to have a good time. I want them to be like, hey, at school, like, hey, like we had a great meal. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they do. And it's really cute, you know? So we just make sure to keep them entertained as well. And so, you know, happy kids, happy parents. For and, sure. um, but also thinking ahead, you know, I want 18, 18th birthdays. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet 16s. But um, how do you accommodate the kids? Like, because it's a whole other thing. Are you one of those establishments that, uh, you know, no modifications or anything on the menu like that? You have a Absolutely separate kids Absolutely not. No, right. we can accommodate, like, we, honestly, we're a restaurant. Like, we're there to make people, like, happy. I mean, it's, for the most part, I try to, when we do our menus, we do keep in mind that there's a lot of food intolerances and there's a lot of um, just, you know, in this day and age, there's just, like, a lot of people that, are, like, take a lot more care um, and think about what they're putting into their bodies and so everything that we make at the restaurant is really is made from scratch um and sometimes there's a bit of a bit more of a wait time because we do everything from scratch and that's another in this day and age it's hard to try to make everybody happy because you know people expect things like now mm-hmm. and you know and, yeah, like, we live and in people, a culture well, people like are now. busy and i get that but it's just like um you know we live in a like a beautiful village and um so thank you for being patient, everybody, when sometimes it takes a little bit longer. And we're in our, like I said, we're not even in, in our first year. But as far as children go, we also um, will try to get the food out for the kids um, first. First. And um, and 95% of our menu is already gluten-free. Um, we can accommodate pretty much any intolerance. The only thing that we don't have nuts in the restaurant, um, but we just also, because it's a common place, um, we can't all the time be a hundred percent like gluten-free, like, you know, yeah, so. For sure. Yeah. We, and there's cross contamination. Exactly. So, you know, like we do our best, we go out of our way We like, you know, we really do. Um, and so I hope that can, that's an asset to, you know, just the way, people's ways of lives and, and, we don't get me wrong. Like we have a lot of, we do a lot of good hamburgers and stuff and whatnot. But we like, for example, we have a poutine that is gluten-free. Our poutine is gluten-free and it tastes delicious. Yeah. So our duck confit poutine is gluten-free. Okay. You know, so a lot of times, a lot of people won't be able to have poutine, which is our national dish. And you know, we, um, it tastes delicious, but it's, yeah, it's, uh, and, and I like the way that you say Nikosi. Say it again. Nikosi. Oh, yeah, Nikosi. <laughs> I, I'm like Nikosi. Whatever. Well, you can say Nikosi. It's yeah. my nephew. Actually, it's my nephew's name. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. So he's a, he's a proud owner of a restaurant. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's great. Ten years, ten years, in, ten years old. Yeah. Like, he's the chief <laughs> big things. Um, but yeah, so it's again like that language thing. I mean, we're, you know, blessed to be around. We have such a like a great, amazing French culture, but we're also like we have the, you know, English culture. And I think that... You know, Nikosi gets Nikosi and Nikosi, you know, right, because right. he's French and English and, you know, just like my background, like I'm French, Cause you're Métis, fr- like, right. but I speak, you know, fluent in English and I have, I really relate with the English aspect of 
of this, like everything. And you're from these parts here. I grew up here. I did. Right in the um, heart of Wakefield. In the heart of Wakefield, I think I moved here when I was, <clears throat> I was well. I went to Wakefield School in grade two, mm-hmm. and I knew n- not a single word of English and um, French. You was like super French. Super super French. Oh yeah. Where were you before that? Uh, zero to two. We were in Val d'Or. Okay. Yeah. So it's a mining town up north. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, so I came here, and again, I had like probably the best teacher I've ever had, I, Mr. Spitz if I can remember his name properly, um, in Wakefield school. And he just really like made me feel welcome. And, and yeah, I just, from there, I grew up in Wakefield and it was amazing. And I left, um, I did my elementary, I did my high school here. Um, you know, all my first. And then I went, traveled and moved across the country to, Whistler, BC, which I think that you've yeah. also lived there. We have so much in common. It's crazy when we were talking before uh, before we got on mic. Yeah, and Whistler is a, a, a kind of a common place for people to go explore and get like to know themselves. Oh, especially back then. And still today, it's like, oh, we're, I'm going to BC. To be honest, like I thought Whistler was in Alberta. I was like <laughs> on the drive there, which took like seven days. I was like, no. Oh, you drove across. Yeah, I did. And to be honest, it was probably like one of the best trips I've... I've Canada's beautiful. We it's, need to remember how beautiful Canada is and like really explore more of like what is here. It's humongo. You don't realize it until you drive across. Who'd you drive with? Uh back then I drove with my roommate at the time I went to I was in college in Quebec City it was like in a private college I hated it so from here you went (laughs) to college in Quebec City so that's the thing so I was in like yeah so I did my whole English school and then I uh I ended up going, my parents probably obviously had an impact on this, um, to a <laughs> full-on French private college in Quebec City. So I can, that, yeah, super awesome. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, so no, um, so I, I, after that one year, I was like, you know what? I don't really know what I want to do. I don't think that social sciences is my thing. I just, th- I really feel like I need to go travel. And so it just so happened that it was um, m- uh, my boyfriend at the time and my roommate. So we just drove across and uh you know there wasn't really any cell phones back then really like yet and it was just we went through Quebec went through Ontario went through Saskatchewan it was Saskatchewan's beautiful until it's like day three and you're like okay (laughs) then you get to Calgary and you see like the mountains and the Rockies and I don't know it's just majestic Canada's just beautiful and um yeah so then I was like no like we're going to Whistler it's and it's in it's in Alberta. And oh, still, when you're <laughs> yeah. on your way, you still thought it was in Alberta. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, anyways, just like long story short, like, you know, it's just you're young. You're just you, you're not sure. You're just kind of like, yeah. So then finally we get to Whistler. I was like, OK, guys, you're right. It's in B.C. <laughs> and I remember when we got there, it was just super foggy. It was like beautiful. Anyways, so we got there. I stayed there for a good three years, came back to Montreal for a year Um so you, you, but you got in the service industry in Whistler. So was I that? did, yes. My first ever job. Was it bartending, day, serving? No, nope, my first job ever, and to this day, I like the Fairmont. I worked at the oh, Fairmont yeah, in Whistler, yeah. and it was, it was great actually. Like it was just they make it really accessible for like um, if you're wanting to be in the restauration or if you're wanting to just, you know travel a little bit like they just make it really like they know that it's like young students and whatnot and they so they're really accommodating like i I lived in staff housing and Mm -hmm. 
it was just really great. So it was it was a great experience. Um, what were your parents thinking of you just up oh and my leaving? Gosh. And I don't, to- they didn't talk to me for like six months. I was <laughs> yeah. like, 18, peace, yeah. y'all. Like, yeah. you know, I was already like in Quebec City, but it's like going across the country. But um, Did you finish college or you just you up and left? Do you know what? I, did, I didn't finish that college because right. it was, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any regrets about it. I, it was, it was a great school, but it just, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And so I feel like, especially these days, like, you know, like I'm 150% pro, like educate yourself and go to school. Like, but if you know what you're doing, like if you know what you want, because a lot of, I mean, I'm 35 years old now. Like, so, you know, a lot of my friends spent 10 years going to school, spending, I don't know how much money being in debt of for how many years so it's just, I think it's really great to have, you know, a bit of time. You were in school since what, like how old are you when you first enter school? Like K4, K5, one, two, three. You, you, mm-hmm. It's just, I think that taking some time and maybe some people will not agree with me on this, but just taking some time to just really think about what you want to do. And there's like the pressure of society being like, well, you, you have to do this. Like you're finishing high school. You have to go to do this and you have to be this by this time. And you have to have a family by this time and you will have to be married by this time. I just feel that, you know, generally speaking, if that's your thing and if that works out, like if that's works out, that's amazing. But I just also feel like the pressures of having to do that, are unrealistic totally and and you know it's those elements they just kind of tend to fall into place when the time is right you don't necessarily have to make it your life's mission to hit those things it'll just kind of happen and i agree with you because i often say and i've said it on the podcast before i feel like it should be mandatory for everybody to go traveling Mm -hmm. for like a year at least absolutely and the other thing work in a restaurant for 90 days because <laughs> definitely because then, you'll know what work is <laughs> exactly you know what work is and you know how to sh- fucking treat people when you uh, go to a restaurant did you just swear yeah you, you can swear on i was this. i was told not to swear on this oh I'm really like really i'm gonna like swear oh, be- <laughs> <laughs> no fuck go nuts okay no it- no let's not go nuts um <laughs> but it's but i i also want to like go back to that point and say like i don't think that you should maybe take like five years off school and go and party in whistler for the next 10 years i don't think that but i think that traveling and getting some life experience is 100 percent just as is equally if not more important than education like school and whatnot and it's stuff that you can't spend the money on school but like make sure you know what you're doing because like a lot of people will end up spending like i said five years doing this doing that and then they're like wow like i actually want to be a massage therapist and you know i've been in law school for the last five years or the the opposite like you know so it's really crazy that at 18 the way that the society is um, shaped now at 18 you're supposed to be able to know exactly what you're going to do for the rest of your life and invest eighty thousand dollars or whatever it is on an education and just do that I didn't know anything at 18 years old, let alone what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Trust me. I'm like, yes, exactly. Like I figured it out like what, five years ago, if that, like, you know, and it's just, but then again, it's just like, if you don't know, it's just, it's a, it's a touchy subject. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there's school, there's like my little niece is in school, you know, she's like doing so much and she's like you know i'm asking her about so she's like oh it's really great but it's taking me two hours to get there two hours to come back home four hours a day just in traveling because she needs to go into like one of the top-notch schools and then she's got like 
maybe five hours of homework to do every night. And it's just, it's crazy. I think it's a bit crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you even supposed to learn about like the essentials of like just family life? Even just be a kid and play and not be stressed about home. At 12 years old. You should not be stressed at 12 years old. It's, uh, you know, I know life is stressful and whatever, but wait for that. I mean, it shouldn't be, I think kids need... And there's kind of a movement uh, about that now happening where... I love trying- that we were talking about kids and neither one of us have them. But people are, are trying to now get away from the hours and hours of homework and trying to let kids just be kids and play and mm-hmm. develop and use your imagination and not be stressed out about homework or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's too young. I mean... There's enough time, enough years in your life that you're going to spend stressing about shit. Why not just spend those formative years just playing and connecting with other kids? Especially nowadays because we don't see that much playing anymore. We don't see like, I mean, growing up when I was like, we're, you know, we got home from school. It's like my parents would be making supper and they'd be like, go play outside. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Like we could read a book or go play outside. Now it's like stay inside and go on your iPad iPad and, you know, and I mean, Everything that I'm saying, I don't want it, like, we are growing as a society, like, technology is growing, and I agree, but I just really, especially coming back to Wakefield, it's just so beautiful. We have such a great little village, and we're not far, it's all, it's, it, it is a village, it's close to, like, you know, Ottawa's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just, a village with a big city accessibility, so you can still yeah. do the big things or the things that come with a big city. Yeah. You can get those conveniences, but you also, you have this tight-knit community tucked away in the Gatineau Hills. Yeah. It's artistically supportive, amazing restaurants, yeah. like your place, good food. And good- speaking of restaurants, like, like hands down, like I'm really proud to be part of like the Wakefield culinary like experience. And I think that um, we all have something to bring to everybody. And I think, you know, the more that we like bring what we do, I think it's, you know, we are in like the capital is literally like 25 minutes away. And we have a lot of people that love, like we are lucky to be living in Canada and we are lucky to have as many tourists, like the one fiftieth that just happened Mm -hmm. was insanity. Like it was great. Like, you know, and, um, I think that we just really have to keep that in retro, like retrospect and just, Basically, I like have to hands down to like, you know, um, all the other restaurants in town. And yeah. Is it a supportive bunch? The restaurants that support each other? Is there a community in there? Is there this insane um, I, sense of To be honest, I think we're all just so busy that we just, I mean, it'd be cool if we actually, if we had like once a week, let's meet at each other's restaurant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah. you know, we, I'm well, pretty sure we champion can, something that would like be that. cool. That would be cool. Um, I think that it's, you know, it's, it's a tough business. It's a fun one. It's a tough one. And I think that, um, yeah, but I think there's room for everyone to succeed. Oh, absolutely. I I think so as well. Like everybody can be awesome. I think, I think it's important. Like the minute that I have a chance to, I'll go to the village house or, you know, um, Sarah is so awesome. And like, you know, she's got, and we're all so different, you know? So it's like, so cool that we can all bring something different to like each other. And so, you know, I'm in my restaurant like 24 seven, basically. So like, if I have a chance to like, run off to the Ibu and have like a, like a glass of wine and a bite to eat. Like that's so cool for me. You know what I mean? Or yeah. whether it's even the cafe, you know, they make 
super like their food is delicious it's like you know it's it's just we're all different and it's just different, it's so different. vibes even than, you just mentioning it my brain goes to picturing each place and you mentioned yeah. village house i think that then you go ibu i'm like wow that's so different then the cafe totally different than your yeah. place so different and it's amazing but how, even the mill and it's too bad yeah. because i feel like i sometimes because i'm just like from home to work work to home work you know so i just feel like the mill's also super like beautiful and they have something really cool go you know going on and like um so like even aries like they just updated their little patio and it's like really delicious i had like a sandwich the other, the other day it was just nice to just get away and like yeah. experience different things and just like high For five sure. and sure. not only restaurants like all of the businesses in wakefield like yeah. the jamboree like hello like, oh my god it took me a while to go in there and then i went in i'm like what is this place of well, magic and just like hands down to gay and like tanya and like all the shequins because it's like go into my restaurant i buy a lot of my stuff from the jamboree because yeah. they are just so in touch and and the thing is i used to go to the jamboree as a little girl it would be my favorite store to go to and it used to be where the it used to be in a different location than it is now yeah where the, the um it's coffee like a, city is yeah, right? yeah exactly yeah. and uh, i have like the best memories of the jamboree and i just think um every business every business matters and we're here to like just support each other and you know and yeah it's a great place and it's a it's i think you should champion a, a kind of a movement within the the culinary industry in wakefield to just do things within you know like just create this kind of sense of community where you can uh, well we should i mean because and yeah absolutely it's just you know again like not even year one so i'm just i wish i had obviously you're gonna be there <laughs> your whole life is, or, no is, no it's it, yeah but it's also that, that, that that's why it matters to make time to have fun because you don't want to lose that aspect of things not that i'm not having fun it's just like you know we all have jobs you know and it's just everybody whoever you are has pressures and you know yeah. whether you're um whether you have family whether you don't whether you have like two amazing boxers like i do <laughs> <laughs> shout out to me and laszlo <laughs> me and laszlo if you're um, listening <laughs> yeah. they probably are <laughs> <laughs> um but no it's just about um like we have the gatineau hills like so many people come down from again Lutaway and ottawa and we have like the best parks and we do you know snowshoeing like cross-country skiing like just voilage and cascade and like there's just so many things to do around here and um i feel like we have a lot to offer mm -hmm. and sometimes i don't i feel like we underestimate ourselves and uh i've i've personally really been trying to push that like you know i try to do as much promotion whether it's in edible ottawa or with you or with like the lowdown or yeah. whoever, you know what I mean? I really, um, marketing is like a big thing and I just, I'm really proud to be back here. I'm really proud to say that like, and I get a lot of feedback and I mean, you can't please everybody all the time. I do the, you know, we do the best that we can and I just, I love the feedback and I feel like, um, the community is great here and like we, I think that all of the businesses are pretty much supported equally, you know, and it's yeah. just really great that like, Sometimes people come into the restaurant and they're like, I don't like, I'm not really into your menu. And that's totally, totally fine. I like, not everybody likes boar. Not everybody likes duck confit, you know? And so I'm not going to be like, oh, well, get 
yeah, the F out of here. Yeah. I'll, I'll be like, okay, well, if you're, what are you looking for? Are you looking for something? And I'll re- recommend them to go to either, you know, Sarah's or to the Ibu or even the cafe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's really chill. It's like, and I get it. It's like, I know I'm starting something different and um, yeah, I don't expect, be... I don't expect everybody to like my menu. I, I try really hard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, I get it. And uh, it's just about like, Whoever comes to Wakefield, they have a good experience, mm-hmm. you know? That's yeah. what it's really all about. And uh, it's like you said, you can't please everybody, but you're sure going to try, you know? And I definitely do, and I really do try to, like, again, going back to food restrictions and whatnot, we do. And, you know, it's I, basically my menu, I'm Métis. So mm-hmm. I'm French-Canadian, I'm Métis, I have Aboriginal roots. But it's also a fusion of, like, not just French culture, but just... Quebec culture like you know you have shepherd's pies comes potish noir it's the same you know but it's infusing like how about we make like and it depends on the seasons too like you know you have fall you have you know winter summer and spring and those go hand in hand I'm not going to serve necessarily French onion soup when it's 45 degrees outside (laughs) and you know so it's about like putting listening to what people want and also knowing that like in the middle of the winter like you're not going to want like a duck confit salad necessarily like you know you're going to want like a really nice and yes, I'm going to say wild boar chili, but wild boar is, you know, it's pig and it's not, it's not like, you know, there's a lot of different meats that we could have and like slowly, and, and we do a lot of specials, but it's also fusion. So it's just a lot of really good things um, that like, for example, our French onion soup is not made with, it's made out of either cider or wine so that people who are gluten-free can actually have it because we have gluten-free buns, you know what I mean? And so we accommodate that way. And also vegetarians can have a nice French onion soup because, and it's just in the way that you prepare it is just equally as delicious. We have a lot of meat. We, I am Aboriginal, but we also cater to people that don't want that necessarily. Our soups are vegan. Like they are vegan. They're delicious, but they're vegan. Like, you know, they're out made based of zucchini. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, no, go ahead. I was just going to add to what, what you're saying because what, what, happens is when you do something so different at first it's going to be met with resistance almost always but people will come around i mean and you are doing that one person at a time do you know right? what the secret is to that killing people with kindness and just mm-hmm. giving them t- the opportunity to actually experience it i've had incidences where people will come in and they've been like long-term residents of wakefield and they're like oh you know duck wings mm, do you not have chicken wings or mm, you know do you have this type of beer no i have this type of beer and them being like, mm, you know, and I'm like, just give me one second. I'm going to go get you something. I'll be right back. And just giving a little goes a long way. And we need to stop thinking like greedy, 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 give, 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 or like take, take, take. It's yeah. like you give a little to some people goes and it's just like, way. just, just, you know, and then it's just, I mean, if I went to, I don't know, somewhere and I'm not used to maybe eating something in a different country or a different whatever. And I may be like, oh no, I'm not into that. I'm not willing to pay for that or whatever. And if somebody was like, you know what? Just try it. You know, I'm always up try to try it. it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you know what, do you know what happens? People are not only thankful that you've, you care enough to like give them a bit of like what you've created, but they also like it and they'll come back. And it's just like, you know, life. You just flip their perspective on something. You need go, oh my God. Yeah, yeah you need to. And it's not an easy thing minds. to do. Like, I mean, it is an easy thing to do. If, and if at the end of the day, if they're like, ooh, I don't like it, then that's fine. That's super, <laughs> yeah. super cool. Like, at least you tried it, you know? Right. But m- like 
of the times it's like not only do they think it's delicious and they're like taking an order of the duck wings home to go with them you know yeah, so yeah and that's rewarding when you convert yes, someone that walked in that went, makes oh, me happy <laughs> oh no i don't want that then they leave they go actually can i get another order for later yeah. like that's why you really why you do it and i mean you bring a wealth of experience to it from the hospitality industry and all that and uh, we're gonna get into that let's take a quick uh, break and uh, we'll be right back right after these words. Yeah, this episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast is brought to you by Danny Sivier, chartered real estate broker for Remax. This is your guy. Look no further, everybody. If you're in the La Peche, Chelsea, Gatineau areas, and you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, flip a home, buy a cottage, rent out, anything real estate related, look no further. Go to Danny Sivier. Trust me on this one. Trust me. I've I've gone through Danny, we've used him to buy our new home, and oh man, you know, buying a house can be stressful. He takes the stress right out of the equation. He's not pushy, he's not salesy, he makes it super comfortable. Danny Sivier, a broker you can trust, located in the heart of Wakefield for over 30 years, that's right, 30 years of experience in the area. He knows it, he knows these places, he knows the houses, very, very knowledgeable. He's there for you. He answers his phone, reliable, makes the whole process comfortable. He's the definition of above and beyond, and that's what you want in a realtor. Trust me on this. Don't look anywhere else. Go to Danny Sivier. Go to UdawayHomes.com for more information. And yes, once again, this episode is brought to you by Cafe 1870, located at 715 Riverside Drive in Wakefield. Be sure to drop by for one of their legendary Caesars. That's right, little little hair the dog action. Nobody does it better than Cafe 1870. Come on in for a full menu every day from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eat in or take out. Come take in some live music every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And of course, home of the legendary open stage every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. I personally have witnessed some true magic moments in that place. It's cozy, it's rustic, a little throwback. Truly one of the social cornerstones of this community. Cafe 1870 will be celebrating their 10th anniversary on November 1st. So once again, drop by, have a Caesar. Have a beer, enjoy some live music. Cafe 1870, your home away from home. All right, and we are back with my guest, Wapakuni, and uh, here we are. So we're talking a lot about Wakefield and the restaurant biz and the culinary aspect of things. Let's get to know you a little bit more. So we got part of the way. We got from uh, Wakefield to Quebec City to Whistler Mm -hmm. for three years, working uh, for Fairmont. Which, and they were amazing. I'm just going to move your mic just a little bit. Oh. Just like that. Boom. Just like that. Yeah, perfect. Boom. Profesh. Perfecto. And uh, so you're working uh, in Whistler. And what makes you come back east? Then you go to Montreal? I So I did go back to Montreal. Um, you know, I was really young when I moved to Whistler. It was super fun. Maybe a little too much fun, yeah. and I decided to as it should be sabbatical from Whistler. And um, but no, so I, you know, I mean, I am like again, I'm Quebecoise. J'adore le Québec. Puis ça c'est ça. Mais when I went to Montreal, I just I really missed my friends, and I just um, my parents were going through a divorce and whatnot, and so I just you know decided to go back. My mom was actually moving to Vancouver for on a job, so I decided with my little brother. 
And so I decided to uh, go back with them. And uh, yeah, so I was in Oh, so you went Montreal, then Vancouver again. So you back yeah, on the so West I went, Coast. I went to Montreal for a year. And Got I was it. like, it's so freaking cold. Like I was very <laughs> yeah. used to yeah, the Vancouver used to, yeah. weather. Even Whistler, it's like not even, it's in a valley. So it's not even by like the Santa Heights. It was just, yeah. I anyways, it was just, you know, kind of a, uh, I don't know. I just needed to reflect What did you do in Montreal? Things. Where you started well, working in restaurants yeah, there? I've, yeah, I've literally been in restaurants since I can remember. I really, you know, started, started from the bottom up. And, you know, Montreal's a different, it's a different type of city and it's fun, but it's also a little cray cray at times. And so anyways, I just really missed really just the, um, Quebec is beautiful. Ontario mm-hmm. is beautiful. Every province in this country is beautiful. I just missed BC and I missed my friends. So anyways, going, ended up going back to Vancouver. I lived in Kitsilano. Yeah, the West Coast has that thing where you go for a while, oh then gosh, you leave you and it's come back. all you think of. You go, oh my God, why did I ever leave? I got to go back. Because I, I did the same thing. I, I moved there for like a year when I was 18. No, not a year. I did like six week a six-week internship for, with college. I went there. Right. I was living in uh, Yale Town, downtown. And um, came back. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Came back, and it's all I could think about. I would dream about Vancouver. I would talk about it. I almost resented my friends and stuff back home when I first came because that was my first big city. I feel the same way, and I felt like I just, oh, you know, I left. I came back, and you know, it was just like it was just a bit of a different time in my life, and. yeah, so back to <laughs> so back to Vancouver, Vancouver this time with your mom and brother for like you know they were just there for a couple months, but I just like you know it was um, so you got to play some kids. Kids is like oh my I god. did with like some like the, of the best like friends and to this day we're still so close. They actually just came down um, from Vancouver oh, yeah. a few weeks ago and we took a road trip to Boston and it was really amazing and it's just um, yeah I just uh, it's funny like you can you know. I it's I wish Vancouver was closer. I know. <laughs> That's the only thing. Because I truly really love Wakefield and I love where I am and I just it's just I wish that you could have all your your besties in the same place, but yeah. at the end of the day maybe you wouldn't be besties if you're all in yeah, the same yeah. place all the time, but um yeah, and you make these connections with people, and especially when it's such an intense time in your life, when you're, you know, younger, you're, it's you're impressionable, it's your first times yeah. really being away from home, and you go through these experiences with these certain people, you make connections for life. You got, and I think it is, it would be different if they're around all the time because now you reconnect with these people, and all these memories come flooding back from those, you know, super uh, formative years of. But I can't believe I forgot. Like it's not that I forgot. We've always been in touch, but it's just like it's just so important to keep in touch with the people that like help you stay grounded in life. You it know? is at the same time it's a two way street because we tend to be hard on ourselves for not keeping in touch with people. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, it's a two way street. They also have to to meet you halfway and uh, put in and they definitely did this time uh, right and it was like i just saw them yesterday you know and that's that's, and that's another mark of a good friend when you haven't seen each other for a long time and then you hang out you pick up right where you left off nothing's changed there's no weirdness there's no weird social filters you're just right back to when you live there or whatever so you're living in kits working in restaurants still yeah and your mom and brother only stayed for a few months then they came back this way or yep so my mom yeah so they did um and that was yeah so they did and i'm not gonna get my mom, it was a challenging year, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so I ended up staying and then um, 
I worked for like I did a few things on movie sets I thought for a minute that like I I really do like creative things like I don't I've never been one to be like a nine to five type of like or put me in a government building it's just I'm just I feel more myself when I'm creative and I think that you can be an artist in so many different ways and being a restaurant owner is definitely like because everything matters so creative that from the decor, like yes. you, you have the covered bridge benches at Nicosia. But every little thing, every matters. little thing, the like, menu, yeah. the lights, the candle holders you use, the glasses that you use. They're ev- all custom made. They're all like, you know, you know, artists can be a variety of things. It's not just like a songwriter or like a, you know, you, you're a painter. A painter. Yeah. It's, you know, and there, it's hard and there's a lot of pressure and, you know, but that's where I feel like I'm at my best Mm -hmm. and I feel like um, people recognize those little things and it's just really nice to hear when they're like, oh, wow, like I can't believe you have like those little like salt shakers on your table. You know, and I'm just like, oh, that's kind of cool that somebody noticed that. Some people don't and that's totally cool. And I don't know. It's, yeah. Where were you working in kits? Can you say? Maybe, uh, when I, I was in Kitsilano, so I worked at La Boca. I worked, it's across the bridge. So I was at La Boca for a long time. And um, it was like a Spanish kind of tapas place. I worked at a few different places. La Boca, um, the mouth? La Boca. Uh, Is that what that means? Mouth? No, sorry. La Boca was in Whistler. What am I talking uh, about? Uh, it was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it called? Anyways, I don't actually, it is... I can't. I, sorry, it's been so long. I, yeah, I, I no, I was just wondering because you're putting I it there. on the salt. I just don't remember what it was called. Mm. But yeah, La Boca is the mouth that was in yeah. Whistler. Um, no, it was uh, La Bodega. La Bodega. See, si. uh. yeah. So I've had, you know, a, I've. What's really cool about restaurants too is that you get to work with a lot of different people and a lot of different like backgrounds. And I love that about restaurants. Yes, you meet people from all corners of the earth. Yeah. And you're all in this together. And I, I really... You literally are. And sometimes it's like freaking mayhem. And it's like... You're in the trenches. In the trenches is an understatement. And you really bond after <laughs> yeah. when everybody's done. You're like, oh my if God. If there's somebody that took it personally and they're shaking in the corner, they're not yeah. meant to be <laughs> in the restaurant right. business. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that yeah. way. Um, yeah. And it's been... It's like, survival. It is survival. I can't tell you how many times I've almost cried like... Oh, wow. Try open up a restaurant oh from my year God. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, at the end of the day, it also creates like this amazing family that you like, you know, nobody else understands what that That's is. That's why I say people should serve in restaurants for 90 days. Yeah. Everybody should. Then you yeah. just, again, you meet all these different people from all cultures, all walks of life. You bond at a crazy level that no only people that worked in restaurants understand. And like 99.9% of like people that walk through the door are, you know, they're, they're there to have a good time and That's they're right. really nice. But then yeah. you have that like... <laughs> you're just like okay this is where i have to kill people with kindness this is like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's not personal do you like, see that just, as a challenge when you see someone like that that's a, a real issue do you go do you know okay. the first day i opened the restaurant i and like i think that you kind of know that i went through like a bit of a challenging well anyways it doesn't matter but like the first day that i opened the restaurant there was this situation and i was just like exhausted because it's not like you just open a restaurant it's just like you know there's it takes months and months and months and months of like getting the your location of like you know going through your lawyers and getting like the lease done properly and then going back and back and forth and then getting your liquor licenses and making sure that everything's great and 
you know, you open like three weeks behind. And but the one night, and so I was exhausted, and I was with my little brother, who's amazing, like, and he's such a great server, and. He just moved back from Quebec City, and I just was like, okay, you take that section, and I'll take the back, and, like, we had an awesome bartender, and um, this person came in by themselves, and, like, right away, like, I'm not going to repeat the things that were said, but I was just, like, honestly, I had a moment of, like, panic. I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't, and I just stopped myself, and I was like, no, this person is a person, and, like, kill people with kindness. Like, Mm -hmm. literally, like, you know, we're all different, and she's this person is here to have a good night or do whatever. And, you know, by the end of it, it was just like best night that person could have had. And, and that's rewarding just as is. much as, as you when gotta, you got to check yourself all the time because like we all get tired and then we forget how to be with other people. Yeah. You know, and if you kill someone with kindness and they're still not responding, well then that's on them because there's nothing more you can do on your end. If you, you know, if you, you can either go down to their level and, and never, you can right? never do that. Or kill them with kindness, and then once you do that, then they either are with you or they're not. And at that point, you've done everything. Then it's it's really on them. There's nothing more that can be done. You know? Absolutely. And then you're okay with like as long as you know that you did the best that you could do. Exactly. Then yeah. there's no going back. It's like it's when you know that you okay maybe you were I was tired and I reacted this way and I got this reaction. That's when you can be like you know what once again check yourself like that's not cool and again it's a place where people come and at the end of the day you're offering a service and um but again like I really you know we have a great team at Nikwisi and I have to really um I haven't even had the chance to tell my team how amazing they they've been since the beginning um you know I can name uh, quite a few like you know everybody that I've worked with has been nothing but amazing mm-hmm. um and it that it, that is an it is a challenge in its own to find people that you can rely on and trust and and just yeah like it just really i really feel like i have a family that i didn't have before and um so we will have our christmas party before christmas mm-hmm. and not like you know in may so yeah. i just really i feel like we've all had a crazy summer and um it's again whether you're in the back of the house or in the front of the house, I feel like we're all on the same level. And that becomes a problem when people start thinking that they're not on the same level. Um, I feel like the dishwasher's job is just as much, if not more important than the rest of us because we need them. Dishwashers are the engine of the place. I mean, without their hard work and and turning out those, you you can't But whoever it is, like whether it's, you know, like the the, the manager on duty or whether it's the bookkeeper or whether it's the dishwasher or whether it's the, the guy that comes in at four in the morning to clean the restaurant, like we all need each other, you mm-hmm. know? And I just think that that's something that can't be forgotten. It's like, you know, you just, it, it we all need each other and it's just creates this awesome vibe. And sometimes it's not because sometimes it's insane. And sometimes we get hit, like, you know, we get a hundred people sitting at the same time and yeah. it's like, we all see like the panic and the sweat going like, we're like, Oh my <laughs> God. But at the end of the night, we're like, you know, when it's like, Hey, like staff, staff drink, we like made we it. did it. We yeah. did it. And, and then you're like, okay, see you in six hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That feeling of working like 14 hours and you're exhausted. Then you're back there at 10 30 in the morning. Yeah. You're like, I was just here. Like, I feel like I didn't leave. I feel like, Oh, I have, I've had that feeling so many times. So how do you take all of your experience so you're working in restaurants, you know, from 
from starting at the Fairmont in the hospitality industry to yeah. Montreal to then Kitsilano and then you Toronto. come back Toronto. Toronto. Toronto was a big Toronto was a big one for me. Um so yeah, I was in Vancouver and then I left. Um I had somewhat of like a breakup and so I decided to go away um, out of the country to somewhere else and um, unfortunately I was at the wrong place at the wrong time and some stuff happened and so I came back and um, I don't know I was just really ready for a change and so I had a friend that like a lot of my friends that were like from Vancouver actually were in Toronto and so I ended up going to Toronto and it was probably like the best it was really like it was I grew up a lot let's just say when Mm -hmm. I lived there um I had some awful times I had some good times but I just I grew up a lot and I just kind of really put into respect like um sorry perspective perspective, (laughs) what I really kind of wanted and I knew that it wasn't going to happen overnight and I just really started thinking about positive you know we're just so trained to just be worried all the time and um and it's really sad actually because you know we forget to just be positive and like be grateful for what we do have in life and what we should just like thank the universe for every day but we just tend to focus on like oh i have like i'm gonna have this bill or i'm gonna have Mm -hmm. or just like this sucks or i feel like i feel ugly i feel like fat or and maybe not you julian but like as a woman like i feel like i especially growing up with like when you're 16 and it was like the supermodel era of like yeah you know cindy crawford and all these different things and it's just like there was just this pressure on and again the schooling and like society and i just you know i had it I feel like, you know, Vancouver in itself is a really great city, but it's very sheltered. Right. I don't know if you, you yeah. thought that when you were there, but it is. And um, it's not as multicultural, I think, as even, like, at, well, nowhere near Toronto. Toronto is the multicultural yeah. hub of Canada. But that's why Toronto, like, I remember this one person, and I don't know if this is, like, kind of, like, a story that I should even tell, but I remember this one um, Jamaican guy that came up to me and he said something like really like at the time it was really like, Oh, um, there's a whole gap. Okay. Actually I'm going to time this out because like there's a whole gap in Canadian history that like not anybody seems to remember or think about, but with the whole slavery thing mm-hmm. and the whole, you know, there is a lot of the Aboriginal people and a lot of the, um, communities in Canada helped a lot of this, this, this like this whole slavery thing like they really they like they came to they took them in they took there's this like whole underground railroad aspect of like yes. and there's a book called like black indians that like nobody fucking seems to remember and sorry i just swore but there is just like a whole culture there of like um whether you're aboriginal from new zealand or from canada or from wherever it's like people helping each other out. Mm-hmm. And um, I really got to the bottom of that, like in Toronto, I feel like I was a lot more, you have a lot of like uh, like the black community that, that are just really like grateful to meet like an Aboriginal person, which I was like, at first I was like insulted by the per- that what he'd said. He's like, oh, you like something in this sense of like, you're beautiful, but like in a, in a slang. And I was just like, what did you say? What did you just say to me? Because I was so used to like Vancouver or, you know, the East coast. And I, and then I realized later I was like, okay, look, look, he's like actually stoked to meet somebody 
who is Aboriginal and like they really like have this huge respect for people of the land, you know? And so that's when my, like the, it's just started like kind of evolving for yeah, me. Like, opening that part of yes, your mind a little more. Yeah. And it took me a long time and, and not a long time, but just being open to that and like acknowledging my roots and who I was like for a long time. I didn't, I grew up in a small town and my dad had a braid and you know, my mom's French and, and you know, it's just, you just, feel like maybe you're different for sure yeah and toronto made me kind of like shed that skin you know yeah it would that kind of place would because there's so many different peoples from all walks and cultures and and then you kind of wherever you're working you all come together and doing this thing yeah and yeah that would if you had any sort of sense of but i was so defensive at first and it just made me realize like what the hell like chill chill out like you know, maybe you didn't get it like properly. And so, but it took, you know, that was what, like six years ago. Yeah. And, um, Toronto's the first place that I heard people asking, what's your background? I'd never heard anyone ask anyone else that question before. And Toronto is just a common thing. Like, where are you from? Uh, here, whatever. What's your background? Mm-hmm. Cause there's so many different backgrounds Yeah. and I'd never, ever heard that before. And in yeah. Toronto, well, that's a common question it is and you know what? it's kind of sad to say but i like like i left for 15 years if not mm-hmm. more and when i came back here i was a bit um i don't know what the term is but i don't know held aback or just kind of like surprised. Surpri- no i was surprised um by the comments that i was you know i grew i, I left i grew up in this i grew up but I had insecurities because of the way that maybe some people made me feel or not even some people, just the way that I made myself feel because I felt like maybe I'm a different because I'm Aboriginal and I live, you know, in a, whatever. I'm, it's just different. And um, so basically... Yeah. No, I get it. Is it uh, like because I actually have like I have this thing that I... No, I get it because, well, in a small town, if if... You know, if you're you have a different background, it stands out way more it than does. in a okay, city. Thank you, for, yeah. thank you for cleaning that up. So when I got back here, I've like I left what for like 15, 16, 17 years. Um, I just had a few comments that I traveled. I've gone to Hawaii. Like I've gone to Jamaica. I've gone to Belgium. I've gone to Mexico. I've gone. You know, I did my stuff. I went through Canada. And again, let's check out our Canadian like Canada's our own country. Yeah, freaking beautiful it guys. Um, but. It was just like, I got the same comments that I did when I was little. But when I was little, I'm like 12 years old. Like those hit a lot, like hard, like they hit home really hard. But I was just a bit disappointed that I would have gotten the same. um, I don't want to use a word that I'm going to regret, but just, um, I want to say uneducated. Yeah. No, I get it. Certain things that you it's bring ignorance. up to somebody, ignorance, because ignorance, they don't know. Ignorance. They just don't exactly. Know. Sorry, that was the word I was looking for. It yeah. was ignorance, and I was just like, you know, it, it still hurts. But I was like, okay, like, but it just sucks that like you know, there's kids growing up here, and we're going through the whole, ugh, like the whole like Aboriginal, like you know, the, the missing women of Canada, and blah 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 blah, and it's just still this like stereotypes, and it sucks. You know what? It's a vicious cycle. It is, but you see it again. You see it everywhere in mm-hmm. every country like whether it's in the usa whether it's in australia in new zealand it's like aboriginals have are stuck with this 
And it's a really touchy subject. And it's also these stereotypes. And it's sad, actually. I don't know if you've ever been in a reserve, but it's like, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about every single one of them, but like I've, like there's just so much good coming out and you're still stuck with these people that are, have these stereotypes and this uneducated thoughts about certain things. And it's just like, it's, it's kind of, it sucks, but it's also what I'm trying to do is just kind of showcase in a sense that I'm me I'm, I'm everything. And I'm yeah. probably like 80% of Canada is probably me and they don't even know it. And if, I don't know if they're proud to say it or not proud to say it, but it's just, we need to be a lot more aware of like our surroundings and you know, it's a catch 22. Like, you know, you have to not, you just have to just, not like not help people, but just be aware and just not like judging is such a big thing in our society. And I just like, I'm so over it. Like I'm just so over, like it's all about, you know, I drive this, I have this purse, like blah, blah, like who gives a fuck? Crafting your image. Like seriously, I'd rather not buy, um, I don't know, a Louis Vuitton purse. And I'd rather go to and spend, I don't know, two months in Costa Rica and learn about like the the history of it. Well, I think that's where the traveling comes into play. And I think that's where if you leave at a young age, like you and I both did, and we kind of touched on this before where you start to, when you're away and then you come back, you kind of start to foster this weird resentment in a way towards your friends that you grew up. It's it's not like an aggressive resentment where you'd actually express that in any way or it won't manifest in any way, but you just in the back of your mind think, especially if they have never traveled or anything, because like you said, those comments come back that you hadn't heard forever and then you've gone and explored the world where you're accepted <clears throat> in any way, shape or form. And that's where I think that resentment kind of starts to well i'll give you i'll give you a prime example okay like i since i've been back um my name is wapakuni Mm -hmm. so i've had people say for example and again i'm 35 i went through this when i was 12 13 14 15 16 17 oh like your name is wapakuni yeah oh so you're a hawaiian and then i'm i don't know if there are a lot of people are seeing like these like palm trees and like sunsets or whatever and i'm like no i'm not hawaiian oh what's your background then aboriginal Oh, that's interesting. You know, like that that disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like f you. Like, really? Have you been to Hawaii? Because I have. Mm -hmm. Like, they they had my name down pat. Like, they were Wapakuni was like is kind of like you know what I mean. But it's just it makes me. Or I've had incidences where you know you're just taking care of a table or something and like your name's on the bill and like the guy just turned around. He's like, oh, he's like, are you Aboriginal? And the wife is like how dare you ask her that? And I'm just like, actually I am like, you just made this really fucking awkward. Like what's wrong with you? Like, you know, and it's just, it it just, it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. I just feel sad that we're still stuck. I feel like on the West coast, people are a lot more proud of like their backgrounds and stuff. And you go to Toronto there and I just feel like it's still a challenge. And to be honest, I'm being very honest right now. And I, I feel almost uncomfortable to even say this out loud, but I just, I do feel like people need to like lower their stereotypes around here and just be more understanding. And then we have so many good people in the community that like mm-hmm. are very out there. And, and, you know, like one of my best friends, Christina is, you know, very much and active in the community. And so is like Natalie from Kewa and, you know, and I'm not saying it's people from Wakefield necessarily at all. I'm just saying it just it really hit me hard to just be like, dude, I left for 16 years and I'm still getting like, what if you're 12 years old? 
Yeah. And you get that. Right. Well, I know how it feels. Yeah. How about we don't do that anymore? So yeah, Nikwisi is not just only a place of like going in and having some, like, you know, a decent meal. And like, you not only can you have like one glass of wine, maybe even two, because I don't try to upscale my prices. So it's unaffordable. And like, you know, you can have a couple of drinks, you can have an appy, you can have an entree, you can have a dessert and you, you're full, your kids had fun and you, you're not broke when you leave. Like, you know what I mean? And whether you have 50 million in the bank or whether you have 5,000 in the bank, it doesn't matter. You still feel screwed over when you, you don't, you're not happy with a certain product. For sure. Yeah. And I'm really trying to push that. And I wish I couldn't do more all at once and I can't and I'm only just me myself and I but I'm really trying and and I'm a person I have my own insecurities and I you know what I mean like I yeah. I just I just really love Wakefield and I really love the restaurant and I just really um you know I tr- I have so many good compliments about it, about everything but I am a person and I you know, that one comment that won't be good on, you know, Google, like, you know, this person three out of five and I'll be like, what, what, what? And I just <laughs> tend to focus on like, what is it? But it's just like, I have to just let that go and just, do you look at that a lot? The negative reviews? No, I don't. I don't. Like I do. Of course I have to, if I, I, I have yeah, to, to adjust but no, I, I don't like spend my days or I don't have dwelling to, on it. I, I don't even have time, but yeah. they hit harder. They're, they're harder to take than, you know, you can have like a hundred, like good, super amazing comments, but I'm just, I don't know. This is something I'm, I'm working on this, but it's just, I do, I want to please everybody. And I just have to realize like, I can't like, you know, and I can't like the amount of people that we go through a day. Like I just, I can't. And I just, we just need to be like, okay, well, you know, it's too bad. And like, try, I try to uh, do the best that I can or invite them back in or For sure. whatever I can do. But, um, at the end of the day, you know, how did you, how did you go from, okay, because you bring all this, this passion and this wealth of knowledge and experience. So how do you decide to take all that? You know, you're, you've lived in many cities and you're working in restaurants. How do you decide to go, I'm going to go back home and I'm going to open my own place? I didn't decide it. The university decided it for mm-hmm. me. I was uh, actually on my way to move. I was on my way out. I was moving to the Cayman Islands. I had gotten a managing contract to run a restaurant down there. And I worked for this really amazing person, um, David Lewis, um, when I was in Toronto. And he created this like amazing, beautiful um, pub slash kind of uh, restaurant in the business district. And we had uh, an open patio like upstairs. And and uh, anyway, so I decided to um, leave. And then maybe a week before I left, he we, we kind of like partnered up. And he was like, you know, I don't think you, you just like, I think that you should open the, up this restaurant with me. Like you're, you know, like I, we just... He's amazing. He's like my dad, basically. So you were going to open a place in Toronto initially. I was. Right. And then, uh, well, in that day and age, it was just like when, I don't know, we just, long story short, watch out for bankers and <laughs> yeah, make sure, yeah. you know, so. That's, uh, people don't think of that. People put mm-hmm. all of their trust into a, uh, an accountant or a banker and then they can mm-hmm. rob you blind or make bad decisions if they're experienced or. You should repeat that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just loop this at the end. But uh, yeah, but anyways, so long story short, I uh, had invested a lot and I just not just, like I was really looking forward to going to the Cayman Islands. I had my like, you know, my employer had like gotten my, my work visas and everything and you know they're not cheap and then um 
yeah, I really had to like sit back and think, okay, do I really want to go like, yes, the Cayman Islands, like palm trees and blah, blah. Do I really want to go and work for somebody else? And like, is that what I really want? And I was like, no, actually I've been in this business now for 15 years. I just want like a place of my own. And you know, this person is willing to invest in me and Mm -hmm. like whatnot. So a week before I was like, sorry, I can reimburse you for the visa. Like I'm just (laughs) going to stay here. And then, so him like, so anyways, so we, the project started and started happening quickly. And again, long story short, watch out for your finances (laughs) and your (laughs) bankers. Especially who has control. So anyway, so that for me though was like devastating. I was like, my life is over. I'm 30 years old. My life is over. Like I just invested everything that I've ever made. And, you know, it was embarrassing to me because I told like all of our regulars, like we had such a good, like amazing clientele and, and I know I'm good at what I do. Honestly, Jillian, like I really am good at well, what yeah, I do. Well, yeah, it shows. And I don't mean to sound like arrogant. No, like, own I just, it. I yeah, just, I really it. do care, you know? And so it was a really big, like, whoa, you know? And, and so... I decided to, I had a family vacation planned for two weeks and I decided to come down. And then while I was here, I was like, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm just, I miss you guys. I just, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life at this point. Like my life is over. Like, you don't understand. (laughs) And I was like, again, still feeling with these, having these feelings of shame because I didn't like do what I was supposed to do. And like, you know, that was like proving to people. And that's what, like, this is where people go wrong. You just need to really believe in yourself and you really need to like, see it happen and so I came back and I was lucky enough to spend um and I'm not gonna uh, dwell on this um very much but my I kind of told you that my little sister passed in February um and I just really do want to say kudos to her because um she was my number one like supportive person since I've opened up the restaurant so just after you opened the restaurant this horrible tragedy yeah basically her birthday the Friday night uh February 3rd she died and her birthday was on the Monday and uh yeah it was pretty it's it's still really surreal and I don't really know there's no words for it I don't know how to I'm not gonna honestly I'm not even I'm just gonna I want to mention her because she I think about her every day and I feel her every day and um but she was my number one supporter and that whole thing about me coming back here because I lost the well I didn't lose it I had a bad, bad bad banker I lost I lost money or whatever and not just money it's not even fucking about money it's about my myself like just not being it's like you said you feel all of a sudden embarrassed and vulnerable and you don't know what's what and you feel like you have to start over and yeah so and anyways i came back and i moved to montreal and i was with my sister and i was lucky enough to spend that year with her and she showed me and taught me so many things and um yeah and if that wouldn't have happened i wouldn't have had that experience and that's Mm -hmm. how i have to look back on it and um And then I came back here and I was like, hey, what am I doing? And yeah, I had moments of like feeling like I'm defeated. I feel like a loser. I feel like this. And like, that's the worst thing that you can do. And worry is the number one killer. Like just, yeah. So then I I slowly started just being like, okay, what do you want? Like, what do you want to do? And again, with like really good people surrounding me was able to, um, you know, I started off thinking I'm going to do this. And it's just like, I really started looking into, um, just putting out to into the universe what you want back. Mm-hmm. And 
again, we're so focused on thinking negative things and maybe that's what you bring back to yourself. And so I just, it's, and it's really hard to do, to just be like, no, be positive. Like think about like the most, just think about what you would want in life and like feel it. It's the, it is the hardest thing it's to do. It's so hard. And because, because we're programmed to think just, you have, you're going to have this and this and that. You have to do this and this and that. And people are telling you to do yeah. this and that. Yeah. And you're programmed no. to think that that's selfish to, to put yourself first. And also what, what makes it hard to really focus on what you want and that will inevitably attract it. What happens a lot of time is when you focus on what you want, you're thinking about it so hard that you actually end but up. But you're not of even what, thinking about it properly. You're thinking of what you don't have because yes. you're going, I want this because I don't have it. And but then you, you can't get the, think that. Exactly. That's the opposite. And then you get the yeah. opposite. So it's yes. so hard. Yeah. I mean, people make fun of the law of attraction, the secret and all that, but it's so hard. Do you know what? I don't make fun of it. Because, no. And you know what? Even if it's like, oh, it was like, you know, uh, one hit wonder. It's it's just the message that it gives is just like, think positive, you will get positive. But and it's, it's not, not a, just thinking like, oh, I want uh, like a Tiffany's bracelet, like, or whatever. It's like, no, <laughs> like just in the moment, like when I'm like, same with Lasso and Mia and we're having a great time and I don't have that much time with them. And I just have this moment of like, fuck I love my dogs like yeah. they make me so happy like they just do they're so cute and Mia does like she is like the biggest like she's a human it's like mm-hmm. ridiculous like last one will be sleeping in the corner he's amazing as well I love him to be Mia's just like she will like tap her bowl I fed her she'll tap her bowl and I'm like okay Mia you just ate like that's enough and she will literally like go Meow. <laughs> and like tap it again and I'm like stop it and then she like throws it against the like I'm just like okay you're human and you're so cute and you're so okay I'll give you like three more like yeah. it's just that moment where I'm just like oh gosh I love you so much and it's just about that feeling in the moment because we're just so used to being worried and I'm worried all the time like I worry about I worry about a lot of stuff. I have yeah, a freaking restaurant and it's just like, ah, like I worry about a lot of stuff and I worry about my mom. I worry about my niece, my nephew. I worry, but it's like, stop worrying because worry is the number one killer. Like it's about enjoying. If I spend time with my niece, take that in and keep thinking about it. For you sure. Know? Like, Being present in the moment. And, present and that, in the moment. Yeah. And that's what actually pets are really good for because in that moment when you're with them and you're you're present, you're not anywhere else. You're not in the past. Yeah. You don't have depression or anxiety about anything. You're not, you just yeah. in present. And that's what you actually brought up the secret. I literally will put it on in the background because I just like, like to listen to and you can get, you get something. You, it's either you press play or, open up a page randomly in it and you get something positive from well, it anywhere. The, well, I read like, I have the power of now beside my bed every day so and good. I take five minutes every day and I wake up always, I have like nightmares all the time. I guess I'm like a serving, I'm serving my dreams and I'm sure <laughs> yeah. you can relate to this. The server nightmare. You oh can't get my gosh, your but it's like it's every like, yeah. night, like, you know, and I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> but I just always buy my bed. I just always take five minutes and, or I try to before I even look at like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, 20 emails, like 15 text messages. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I feel like the the anxiety and like the stress. So I'm I have like, to stop and be grateful. And but it's hard to it's do. It's so hard. That's easier so said than done. It is. So that's why I'm glad that we're talking about it because I don't want to sound like, oh, it's super easy. Just like open this book or watch this movie. No, it takes like it's a lot. It's so hard. It's like reprogramming your brain yeah. to be like grateful to things. I like when I'm brushing my teeth and I literally do this. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to what they said. And I'm like, I'm so grateful for me and last one. And then my brain's going to like different things and I'm like, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. And like the whole work is like about bringing it back to just like 
no, just don't keep, don't get the bad, like, yeah. like, or the stressful thoughts into your head. Just like focus on it's that. It's like, so hard. And it because is. you're not just, you're not just programming your brain, you're programming your parents' brain, your grandparents' brain, your great grand, because you're get you're, you have these well, inherent thoughts the and these thoughts. The thing that you patterns. have to realize, and this is what I really got out of it is because, you know, we can all make excuses up for, um, all of our, pro- we all have problems. We all have issues and they are what they are. Like, yes, you need to get through them. And hopefully you have somebody in your life that you can have, that is there to help you deal through them. And I think that's really important. I just think that, again, it's really important to have a support. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it can be your mom or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your your sister or your brother. Like if you need to go and talk once a week to somebody, I think that's really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what... It, but- it's just it's really hard to just be present and grateful because you you're, you get inundated with all these thoughts no matter what. And yeah, but you have wait, these, what did you say just before? Sorry, because I just kind of uh, because you have these ingrained these these patterns yes. of thought that have been passed down. So you actually have these same thought patterns that your parents had, that your great parents. Yeah, but there was something else we were talking about. I was like, okay, I actually have to. What mm, was that? Mm, I can't remember. Julian, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, but it's not the secret is not a one hit wonder. It's uh, actually very old ideas it's that a, have been it is. packaged, it's repackaged. Not just, it's, to, exactly, it's been packaged and repackaged. Yeah. And um, but at the end of the day, um, it's what you take of it. You know, it's what you take of it. And I yeah. think that at the end of the day, it's got a good positive energy to saying like, love yourself, love yourselves, like your inner selves, like love your everything. And it's kind of like a religious book but not it's not doesn't have a religion behind it you know and and what what like what bad can come out of it nothing because you're just giving it's either you put out positive take positive you'll get positive or give out negative you'll get negative and to be honest do you know what i did before i opened the restaurant i wrote down every day like literally like i'm so thankful and grateful and i it goes a long way to to say i'm so thankful and grateful for a lot of things they say they say if you ever feeling anxiety that gratitude will s- just stop that you'll change states but again that's so easier again, said than it's done like it is it is because you go okay i'm anxious right now i'm thinking of all these things okay i'm just going to be grateful and you're like, like do you deal with anxiety because i deal with anxiety. oh hell yes oh, you okay? oh my god oh my god unbelievable anxiety okay it's just non-stop yeah and it, it sucks it's like the worst feeling on the planet sucks. it yeah. really really does and people that don't they're just like, well, don't just be happy. Don't. Think I of didn't. That. I didn't. I thought people were lying. Like they when they were like, oh, I'm having like a panic attack, and I was like, yeah, okay, a panic attack, like whatever. And then um, I had a panic attack. Like you feel this like you're like dying. Five years ago, I thought I was having a heart attack, and I was yeah. in Cuba. Yeah, yeah. So can you imagine? Oh my god. I was like, oh, like I'm dying. Anxiety like, on top of anxiety. On I'm top dying of anxiety. here. Like, <laughs> and. Um, it's just unfortunately like a lot of people are dealing it's just like the whole gluten-free thing like people are dealing with a lot more intolerances that they were before and it's but it's also like well they're just coming to light and acknowledging it but it's also like again if we're going to go back to talking about um positive energy and stuff it's like also like not creating things in your brain like you know like yeah. your brain can create so many negative things that your default is negative yeah i think that like this is our problem in our society yeah default negative yeah. not like hey it's great it's like you default go, negative. And then you have to force yourself to climb out of that and be positive. It's, yeah. I think eventually if you do it over and over, it's like a muscle. You just then... It is a muscle. Then you get to 
that yeah. side of things, which I'm still waiting. I'm still, <laughs> I'm wow. still, cause I try. Oh my God. Maybe I'll give you a book. <laughs> yeah. I anyway. have so many books. Oh my God. So many. I love uh, people frown upon self-help or they're embarrassed to say it. I love self. They're my favorite kinds of books. Well, to be honest, I get, I get it though. It's like, I get it, especially being like, you know, I had to go through whatever I had to go through and then like, you have to put a smile on and you have to go do mm-hmm. your stuff and whether, and to be honest, it doesn't matter. Like we all have our fears, our losses, our ways to deal with them. And so even if it's like a little thing, you know, it's important and you have to deal with it because if you don't feel good about yourself and in, I'm learning, I'm still learning and I have a lot more to learn about that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, but I just want like, we're at the end of the day, we're all people and we all have feelings and we all care. And I just want, if we, if we're going back to the restaurant, I just want people to just like go in and have a good time. Like everybody works so hard for their money and you know, you just want to have a good time and like go home and be happy. And, and, uh, seriously, I'm sick of people telling me like that my prices are, are too low because like I, I know what my prices are. Like I need yeah, them because yeah. I want people to like just have a good time and have mm-hmm. two glasses of wine and not one and go home and be hungry still. Like, you yeah. know, and, and you know. And, and what is your vision with the restaurant? I mean, you're not quite a year in. What do you hope to get out of it or bring to the community? Exactly what I just said. Yeah. You know, just. A place where people can come and feel at home and feel proud and just be like happy with the food and just, you know, like just have a good time and there's no judgment. There's no judgment. And like, if I do happen to play a, a game on a Monday night and it's boxing, do you know what the last, the Mayweather and, uh, that game was insane. Like I, it took me weeks, to, like it took me days to get it. And I got it like at the last minute and I was like, okay, it's pointless. I'm not going to pay X amount of money. And it was like, zeros and zeros and zeros it's for this game yeah but all day these little even these little ladies were like are you gonna be playing the game yeah. i was like okay wait 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 and i was like okay we're gonna do it and it, the restaurant was packed and it's just like you know it's about like okay they don't have to go to ottawa or whatever and it's just also it's like a monday night so it's not like you know the restaurant is booked with rezos and it's gonna be but it's just about just your gut feeling i feel like listen to your gut mm-hmm. way more than you should than you sorry you should listen to your gut way more than you do. And just really, and again, it's so challenging, but like really get to know yourself and it's so hard. And it's I, I, so I'm like, hard. even I'm telling you right now, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so yeah. hard to do, but it feels so good. Even if you listen a little bit to yourself yeah. and don't think ever that like, like everything is achievable. Like just imagine it and like it is achievable. Mm-hmm. Julian, it is. It is. And the minute that you start doubting yourself is when it's going to go downhill. The minute that you keep, and it's a hard, it's work. Like it's like, it keeps ticking and like, you just have to work on it. Every day I wake up and I force myself. Sometimes I don't want, I'm tired. I don't yeah, want to. Do I'm like, day. I have like 50 shitty emails. Like I don't want to do it, but I just take five minutes. I'll like pet my dogs or whatever. And I'll just take five minutes and I'll set my alarm. I'll like, okay, 10 minutes. You're you're not looking at your phone. You're putting your phone like in the other room and you're going to read for 10 minutes the power the power of now. You know, whatever it is that makes you happy, do mm-hmm. it, you know? And am, have I gotten to the point of meditating? No. Like, do I wish <laughs> that I knew how? Yeah. No, but I'm just, it's like the difference with, with me talking about this and me maybe like a year ago is that like a year ago I'd been like, oh, like that's like, you don't know how to do it. Like I just put myself down. I'd be like, right. it's like you yeah. know, like, oh, you don't know how to do it. So why bother 
no, actually, I'm trying, you know, and you have to give yourself kudos for that. Like, so. You do. You have to give, give yourself kudos for that. And you do have to kind of work at it every day because if you miss a day or two, that turns into a week and then you feel then you're right back out. to nothing. Yeah. yeah, totally. But if that happens, don't beat yourself up about That's it. That's right. You really have to not beat yourself up about it. And I feel like once you realize that you don't have to beat yourself up about it, whatever it is, whatever issue that you have in your life, then that just takes off that extra anxiety, extra pressure, that fear. Fear is the worst. It will it's make killer. you procrast- procrast- uh, procrastinate. Yeah, procrastinate. Procrastinate, yeah. yeah. And that's the worst. That's the worst of the worst. And trust me, like I have days where I'm like frozen. Like I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Or yeah. like, and you know, all, but you have an endless list of things to do, but you don't know where to start. You're overwhelmed. And so then the like, pyramid gets like, you know, it's oh like, but then God. you have to realize like Rome was not built in a day and like baby steps. And even if you do one little thing, that will make you feel better. And, and it's so hard to do. And, um, I feel like I really like opened myself up tonight <laughs> and I hope that that's good. Well, it's really, I'm putting really myself good. out there and, yeah. you know, so I hope that if, well, come by to Nicosi's and, and see her in person and uh, have a, have a drink and have some duck wings. <laughs> Let's not talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Anything else that you'd like to uh, add? Where can people find their, like, I mean, I know where to, but do you want to plug the uh, restaurant, the website? So, well, we're basically at 721 Riverside Road in Wakefield, Quebec. Et puis, euh, on accepte, on parle autant en français qu'en anglais. Et puis, euh, pour les réservations, ce serait précis de faire au téléphone. Mm -hmm. So, for resos, it's appreciated uh, over the phone rather than email email makes it a little bit too complicated right now until uh, our a good friend of mine is going to be coming on as a manager release <laughs> 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 until then until then so call in call in so it's uh, 1-819-459-3773 and get in there make the reservations they can go to nicosibistropub.com and check can, out the menus and stuff yeah well we have our website so yeah. if you go on the facebook page uh, there's a link to our website and I apologize our website was hacked so no yep so that kind of sucked so we had to redo it kind of quickly for the summer so um, any questions you can contact me personally on on Facebook or call me at the restaurant or emails and uh, yeah do it Wapaku Niria La Chapelle thank you so much appreciate you doing the podcast you were awesome puis toi tu as quelque chose à dire en français pour tous les Acadiens moi je pense que oui merci Merci d'écouter le podcast puis tenez à vos halles because tout va être alright dans la fin de la journée. I went. That was super Acadian. Uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah all right. Good. Uh, thank you so much. You're the best. Appreciate you doing the podcast and watch your head. It's such a beautiful waste of time. A waste of time. And there she is, another one in the books. Thanks to Wapakuni Ariel Lachapelle for stopping by. That was awesome. Thanks to you for listening always. You remember to email the show pod at jdcomedyhour.com. Facebook and Twitter, or sorry, Instagram and Twitter at jdcomedyhour. Facebook.com slash jdcomedyhour. It's all the same. Uh, be careful up there. Take care of one another. Love each other. And as always, watch your head.